the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com, and welcome to Friday. And man, what a year it has been! Really, the last couple of years—you just never know. Well, most of us were sleeping last night. Absolute insanity breaks out overseas uh, in the UK. Uh, Great Britain, huge, huge currency situation uh, playing out as we speak right now. Uh, the the pound sterling at an all time record low. Uh, uh, it's fallen just in the just since the beginning of this morning over three percent, uh, which is in currency terms is is massive. Uh, the 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 pound now almost to parity with the dollar, a dollar nine uh, to one British pound. And Jason, this is causing chaos everywhere. Wall Street is down over 400 points below 30,000, 29,000 in change. Uh, the S&P uh, below 3,700. The NASDAQ below 11,000. Uh, but the word of the day in the U.K., so just like everybody else, they raise rates this week. Now, they, their, their central bank and our central bank are the same. Well, you know, we, we took all the central banking ideas uh, from the English, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, they, they were only raised 50 basis points. We raised 75. They, their vote was split six to three. The three dissenters, which for those of you that don't know, that's like an incredible amount of dissenters. That's Normally, it's zero. Every once in a while, you have one dissenter. Once in a blue moon, maybe two. Uh, three is very, very unusual. And all three of them wanted to raise 75 basis points. But here's what happened last night. The British Parliament is is uh, uh, capping energy prices. Uh, they're going to essentially uh, rack up massive amounts of debt uh, because their their people can't afford to pay their power bills. And then on top of it, Jason, they've had a ma- – they just passed a massive tax cut. Essentially, the British government's going to make inflation worse. Well, the central bank was trying to, to, to rein it in. And these conflicting policies have has caused the pound sterling to to almost all but collapse here. Well, I guess that'll help the euro versus the yen. <laughs> That's what will happen when they spend a, a whole lot of extra euros, Joe, or, or pounds, or whatever they're going to print to uh, to. To cap energy prices, and that's that's not good. You know, once you, once you take a, a free market and cap it, Joe, that's 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 a bad sign. 
it never works. Uh, the, you know, you brought up the euro down to 97 cents. Uh, the Japanese yen, uh, back above 143. Remember, so almost what now? Two days in a row where we've had what we, these are G7 countries, right? Two G7 countries in a row this week having currency problems, uh, the Japanese uh, uh, trying to hold that line in the sand on the 145, but here in Britain, you have the government working against the central bank, and I think a lot of people fear, uh, as our economy slows down, are we going to end up in that same situation where the government starts spending a lot more money at the same time rates are going up, and it really is counterproductive. And not to mention, China is just sort of uh, censoring anything looking at their economy, how bad that thing's going. So you can just add that to your – yeah, it's bad. That's another great one. It is – this is a currency crisis the world has never seen. This is what happens. You know, think about Weimar Republic there in Germany uh, where they were stealing – you know – Put in all the cash in the wear barrel. You know, Venezuela had the same thing where they were weighing money. They dumped the cash out and steal the wear barrel because the wear barrel was worth more than all the cash that was in it. And Jason, now, this is global, right? This is global. The central banks papered it over uh, so many times. Uh, today, Goldman Sachs has given up. Uh, they're, they're kind of the last bank to just give up. Uh, cut all of their Wall Street estimates by almost 20%, and, and I don't think that's going to be enough uh, as, as we're watching this thing kind of disintegrate before our eyes, because what do you do, right? Hey, wait a minute, the citizenry struggling, they can't pay their bills, and for what, the last 50 years, all these central banks, is like, oh, the second there's a problem, let's throw money at them. Well, that's what the English Parliament did, and it's caused chaos. So I guess the next step for Europe and England will be uh, the raise of taxes and to pay for it. Yeah, and that's the thing. England cut the taxes. Oh, boy. Right? They, 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 they went the other way. They, they, not only did they give out the money capping the energy prices, didn't they pass uh, a massive, massive uh, tax reduction? And across the board, too, they gave it to everybody. The rich people got it. The middle class got it. The poor people got it. Uh, and again now, already uh, the British 10-year note uh, yielding just as much now as a U.S. 10-year note, about 3.8%. And people now saying that the Bank of England, in order to offset what the Parliament just did, is going to have to raise a full point at the next meeting. I guess the wealthy people of England are getting ready to flee. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you just said, Joe. Wealthy people in England are now going somewhere else. Immediately. Hato Radio News Hour. I know it's Friday. Crazy things happening. We'll be back after the break. 800 951 Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason. Uh, Goldman Sachs. Uh, these are, you know what, it's so funny. Uh, when we look at, at these, uh, these banks, uh, I'll call it the stock cheerleading guys. Uh, this is a big reason why so many people have lost way more money than they should have. You know, Goldman Sachs was telling people at the beginning of the year the S&P is going to be over 5000 Up until this morning, they were still saying 4300 
Well, they've gotten rid of it, Jason, now saying uh, $3,600 with a caveat. Uh, that may be, because, you know, already, listen, it's so funny. Oh, thirty six. The S&P's $3,690 right now. So, uh, obviously, well behind. They did throw out a caveat that it could go as low as $3,150. And I, I'm just going to say this. That, that's a pretty significant fall because this is just a prediction uh, for the end of the year, Jason. So just the end of the year. That's uh, Well, that's significant, Joe. That's very significant. And, and uh, we've talked about... How uh, how far will the markets go, and what's the, t- the timetable? And maybe this is going to be a slow grinding slide because that that kind of matches that. I mean, it's not a huge huge drop, but it's that's a big drop. So what what happens in twenty twenty three would be the next question. Yeah, and that's the thing. And 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 again, they're they're still uh, trying to. Uh, I I guess, and I don't understand it. Listen, there's ways to do things in these markets. Uh, make sure you're getting your your backsides protected. The allocation is everything. Uh, you know, I, we've had Joey. Joey's going to be on Monday. He can go through it again. Uh, everybody that has made the call and said, "Hey, help me out," uh, you're saving a ton here because there's places to go in these markets where you just don't lose as much as other places, Jason. And, and it's sad because. Here it is, a lot of people, you know, Goldman Sachs, right? Think about uh, our central bank and our treasury department is loaded with Goldman Sachs employees. Uh, and, and how bad were, were they and how big did they miss this that a lot of their customers, oh, well, Goldman Sachs says it's going back to 40, kept their money in there, and, and now it's getting run over again. Yeah, Joe. the The situation that's that's set up right now, and uh, Joe and I, we sell gold. So it's, it's, it's not popular, and it's not to our best interest to say, well, I think gold may go down. But even if it does, and Joe and I have had this discussion, if we are looking at a market uh, downturn where all asset classes are going to get trampled, even gold and silver, what's going to happen is, is gold and silver will drop the least. If the inflation keeps happening, the bank is going to be worse than gold. The markets are dropping. That's worse than gold. Bitcoin? Are you kidding me? I, I, Robert Kiyosaki actually uh, semi-seriously said he sees Bitcoin at 1100 So if I had $10,000 right now and I had a crystal ball saw it and I saw where everything was going, I'd put it all in gold and hold on. And just and hold on for, for the next couple of years, Joe, because it's going it's to get really crazy. Yeah, and again, for the, the, that, the, those monies where you're like 401Ks, IRAs, that, that you can't do that with, Call my son. At least get yourself to where you're going to lose a lot less. 602-909-9048. We've got new lows now for the year. Uh, Just like we said, you know, uh, back when uh, we had that rally over the summer, uh, it really was a rally on, on a bunch of hopes and prayers uh, you know, Janet Yellen, oh, how much skill and luck the central bank's going to need. Sk- uh, listen, they don't, first of all, they don't have skill. And, and luck has been the only thing they've been operating on. But here's now, uh, I think, really, the, look at the U.K. This is a prime example of, I've said it how many times, the Fed talks about all these tools. We've got this tool and that tool. And, oh, we got so we got this tool belt. We're like Bob the Builder. We got this tool belt. It's got unlimited tools in it. It's really the same tool. It's a debt tool. 
That's it. That's all it is. And now in England, when inflation is running rampant and they're trying to cut off the supply of debt, the government comes out and says, oh my gosh, the people are in trouble. we got to bail them out. Uh, Jason, the inflation problem is this, this thing is roaring now. This, this isn't a, a, a campfire type thing. This thing has gotten out of control and, and the forest is on fire here. And I'm going to tell you this, be thankful, right? Yeah, Europe's got it worse than us, but it, it's, Jason, it's going to be just as bad here. Well, look, just in the course of about one week, you started talking about how horrible the yen's dropping in Japan, huge emergency, and now we're ending the week with with England and Europe having massive problems that seems to uh, even be more insurmountable than what Japan's dealing with. It's, it, this is going to be the news cycle from now on. As, as uh, One of the things they try to get people to that are in these currency markets to feel good about is they just compare them to each other. Well, when you compare a bunch of losing currencies to each other, you're still losing if you're involved in any of them, Joe. And, and this is the thing. I think the this this thing of, you know, obviously we, we're the reserve currency, so yes, we are at an advantage uh, over the other currencies, but only until the banks start hemorrhaging. Uh, an article broke yesterday, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it with you because it had to do – uh, with, with Credit Suisse. And Credit Suisse is getting ready uh, to wield the axe uh, and, and, and a huge round of layoffs uh, according to uh, the Financial Times received an email that the bank was actually going to exit the United States. This is a story that broke yesterday and saying that Credit Suisse was getting ready to fire uh, more than 10% of its global workforce, including exiting the the U.S. market. Now, Credit Suisse, through Bloomberg, is denying that email, saying that email is categorically false. But again, I bring it up because where there's smoke, Jason, there's fire. Exactly, Joe. You you can only uh, make decisions based off the information that's given, right? Whether it be false, wrong information, or if it's factual, correct information. And and, and then you have to say, well, where is this headed? So, Joe, what you're doing is what anybody anybody with uh, common sense would do is like, well, this is this is the situation laid out. And this doesn't. This this is the way it looks, Joe. And that's what you're doing. It's like, well, uh oh, right? Everything about Listen, the news I, cycle. I don't uh-oh. know, but but let's go back to the original report. Again, this was coming from the Financial Times, so that's credible. That's a credible source. Yep. They said that the bank was going to divide itself into three parts. One of them includes a bad bank where they were going to start putting all of the assets that they think are getting ready to default. So this is eerily similar to what we started hearing during the financial crisis, these talks of bad banks where Credit Suisse now is is at least, obviously they had the conversation. Somewhere within Credit Suisse, a conversation was had of breaking the bank up into a bad bank, a good bank, and an investment bank. 
and, and getting ready. This is it's it's a sign. Obviously, Credit Suisse is denying it. I don't think what other choice do they have uh, but to deny this. But the fact of the matter is they've obviously had these discussions. And I said, this is why it doesn't matter who's got the, the, the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry. These banks are the problem. They've always been the problem. All of the derivatives on, on their balance sheets. Uh, we already know all throughout Europe and the UK, they're bailing out their energy companies. Uh, they're trying to come up with bailouts so people can keep paying their mortgages or paying their rents. Sooner or later, Jason, this problem is going to start cascading, and you're just going to have, whether it be personal uh, businesses, not being able to pay their debts, and it's going to cause a problem. Yeah, we're only one week away from October, I guess, right? <laughs> and so uh, you have a cartel that runs this planet when it comes to the economy, Joe, the banks, the corporations. And even though they're they're in lockstep with each other, when, when the markets get ready to go, they've got to figure out how to empty uh, empty assets, uh, sell their stuff off, right? Uh, so that they're not really screwing their buddies on, on wherever, whatever other bank, you know, whatever other company you work, they, they do, they work together. So at some point, a few of them probably get a little, a little, they sweat a little bit. What if the other guy sells his stuff first, right, Joe? This, this is why we have these big market crashes that, that come on really hard. Maybe we end up with that situation. Maybe, maybe October really is when things really fall apart. Yeah, this is, uh, and again, it's just, it's just a sign here, uh, it, 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 and Jason's right. Listen, these banks are going to hang together. They're going to. The last thing they want to do is throw one of them under the bus, uh, right? Remember Lehman Brothers, right? The the Lehman moment, as we talked about it. Uh, this this is the first sign of it right now. Obviously, all the central banks. Oh no, the banking's fine. The loans look fine. They're fine until they're not fine, right, Jason? That's exactly right, Joe. And, and I like the Lehman Brothers uh, mentioned because it is, when it comes to these moves in the markets that are big, like 2008, there's always a game of musical chairs, and one of the big players always tends to be uh, the sacrificial lamb, so to speak. I remember a movie called uh, Margin Call with Kevin Spacey, and this is about this this big firm that's decided they figured out that there's a problem with their, their mortgage-backed security, so they're going to dump it all the next day. The whole movie takes place over one day. And uh, Demi Moore is one of the higher up characters in in the firm, you know. But they need to they need to throw someone to the wolves, so to speak, because they're going to basically fire. They're going to sell all their assets and then fire all their brokers because the company has to downsize. And they just threw their own to it, Joe. They just Demi Moore's like cheeky. That the top guy came in, it's like you know, Jeremy Irons is the actor. He's like, well, I got to throw someone to the wolves. It's going to be you. It was just blunt it was cold <laughs> and she got well compensated for it so joe what which one is it this time you know to me it's one of these big banks maybe two of them they're going to get thrown to the wolves I, I swear when this thing is over you're going to see a couple of the big players uh, take the fall yeah and, and the question will be which banks will they be uh and what are the ramifications of those uh, as an example what do we, we talked about goldman sachs uh, Goldman Sachs has a very large portfolio of what I would call uh, risky credit card debt, lower FICO score credit card debt. Uh, they are seeing an alarming amount of people now 90 days or more past due. Uh, 
the Consumer Fi- Financial Protection Bureau uh, just came out talking about recent automobile purchases. The, the, the delinquency rate for the first two years after purchase, and they're going only, you know, they're, they're saying 2021 and 2022. Well, the problem with that is that's not even two years yet, right? But already they're saying loans Auto loads originating in 2021 and 2022, the delinquency rate is 13% higher uh, than loans originated, say, in 2018, 2019. Uh, And they're saying that the reason is the monthly payments are 20-plus percent higher. Uh, But these are signs again, right, Jason? Signs that things are, are, are cracking Obviously, I think what's happening in Japan, what's happening in Europe, uh, the crack could start there. China, another place, the crack could start there. But but these banks are so woven together, as we all learned during the financial crisis, doesn't matter really where it starts, does it? No, it doesn't. It's funny because it's the smaller banks that carry a large amount of those those, uh, car loans. And if the prices of used and new cars start to drop because people can't buy them, Then you're going to have a lot of these car loans where people are barely making the payment. Then they're going to find out, well, wait a minute, my car's not even worth as much as I owe on it. And you have the same sort of thing you had with the uh, the housing market, Joe, where people just walk away because it's like my car's not even worth as much as I'm paying for it. That that number could get huge next year, Joe. Something else to think about, right? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. We're back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here. Uh, the Dow uh, down almost 500 points now, uh, 29,006. Uh, the S&P's down 65, 3690. Uh, the Nasdaq's down 200, 10,870. Uh, gold's down 25 bucks here, 1645. Silver's down 70 cents at 1885. Crude oil. I don't mean to laugh, but crude oil is down $4 again. Everybody's starting to worry that this is going to forget about a soft landing. Uh, this landing may be a crash landing as uh, chaos has broken out uh, in the currency markets for the second time this week. Uh, the, the British pound at 1093 uh, so uh, almost down to 108 in change. Uh, the the euro at 97 cents. Uh, the Japanese yen back above 143. And here's the problem: the inflation just doesn't stop. FedEx. Uh, remember, FedEx. They probably started this whole thing, right? They they came out with the big warning. Their CEO said, "Listen, this is already a global recession." Uh, they announced, man, are they are going to be swinging the axe and swinging it hard. They plan on saving between $2.2 and $2.7 billion during their current 2023 fiscal year cost reductions. Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, FedEx is laying people off. They're closing facilities. Uh, we already knew that. We just didn't know how big. Now we do. On top of that, and this is the part that gets scary, it announced its largest rate increase 
in company history. Uh, Jason, 6.9 to 7.9. So 7 to 8% increase across the board on all types of deliveries from FedEx. Uh, this is the largest increase in their history. And, and this is the problem, right? Hey, we're slashing yet raising prices. Right. Well, there's going to be a lot of big businesses doing the same thing. You just announced yesterday that Walmart, uh, for their uh, holiday season, is only going to hire 40,000 new people. You know, and, and I had mentioned that they're building warehouses in the back of some of their stores, so that some of that could just be to to, to take stock of all their new uh, supply that's not being bought up. So so everything you've mentioned, Joe, from day to day to day, uh, with what is getting ready to happen, what we say getting ready, it's been happening, hasn't it? And this has been going on since 2021, basically, since coronavirus, uh, essentially. This is, this is just a, a long-term, really bad economic mess. It's, you know, when the history books look back at the show, it started in 2020, and it goes to what, what X year, 2030, 2028? Yeah. It's going to go on for a real, while. Yeah, and really for me, it, it probably started more uh, towards that, the financial crisis, 07, 08. Uh, they didn't fix it. They papered over. But you're right, 2020 with coronavirus, the, the, the central bank of the world, they went on to complete idiocracy Uh, that's the only words i have to describe how much money they created uh, and the scope of it and this is why we've been saying rates are going to be so much higher than people think because people don't really understand how much money they actually created and i remember i think it was yesterday i said go back to the 87 crash go back to the dot-com bubble crash uh go back to the financial crisis crash. Go back, add up all of that money. Matter of fact, add up all the money from 87 to up through 2020. Crashes, non-crashes, and they produced more money in 2020 than all of those years combined, Jason. And, and, and it's just havoc is here. You know, something we don't cover as much when it comes to looking at the history that we can compare what's going on to, and it's a little different situation, but uh, in 1920, this is just seven years after the Fed got its power, in 1920, they had a huge market crash. It was There was uh, market uh, craziness going on in 1920, which they, they papered over just like they're doing now. And then you didn't have the huge market crash start till 1929. Look at that nine-year period, Joe, whereas you had the economic crisis, the 08, 9, 10, you know, right? And now you have what's going on now about, you know, 10 years later. It's kind of the same situation. The only thing is, is we didn't really have a roaring 20s in between. You know, there wasn't, uh, with all the debt that we have, there wasn't a lot of room for a roaring uh, Obama administration, uh, essentially. Yeah, and, and again, we we had roar. We'll think about this, though. Did we, though? I, I, you know, we, we saw uh, the stock market was essentially, you know, 15000 before it crashed. Well, it got to thirty-seven, right? Yeah. So think about. I guess that's worrying. Uh, yeah, going <laughs> right. I mean, it went all the way down from sixty-seven hundred to thirty-seven thousand. That's kind of like the housing. Roaring Twenties. That's kind of like the right. Roaring Twenties. Housing prices: a hundred and thirty thousand dollar home with a half a million dollars. Right. So there was these huge, huge bubbles. That got created, and like I said, the when the financial crisis happened, they reinflated it. 
And now they put so much in it that the the explosion this time around it it, it is going to be significant. Uh, I, I don't I don't see the way out. And and now we're starting to see, like I said. We're not talking about this happens in emerging markets. What happened in Japan earlier this week, what's happened in the UK today, these are emerging market problems, not G7 countries. Well, Joe, and, and, and if what you're saying, it, you know, it does compare nicely with the 1920s. And, and what happened? You ended up with a depression and a world war. That's how that one ended. That's how, that's how that reset happened. I don't know what the reset's going to be this time, Joe, but there's, it's always going to be something dramatic. Let's isn't hope it? it's not that. But, but yeah, I. I just see this as, you know, the the, the 30s depression was a deflationary event. Uh, We're in this inflationary event. But, again, all the smart guys are all telling you because they're they're already over it, right? They already got inflation's – it's here, and it's roaring, and it's a forest fire. Uh, But these banks and these rate hikes – Wait till the deflation gets here. That's why you're hearing guys like Gunlatch and Dalio and all of these other guys saying, wait till you see what happens by, by getting rid of all of this money and the, the size and the scope of it. Uh, it it's, it's going to be really devastating. Yeah, and, and and like like we've been saying, Joe, is is it going to be just a gradual grinding crash, or are we going to have a huge drop off? So, I guess we'll be watching October closely because that's one one uh, time frame we've been thinking could be a huge downward turn in everything, Joe. Yeah, we'll, 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 and it's right around the corner here. Jason and I will be right back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two twenty dollar gold. You know, we were at twenty thirty. Uh, we're going to go back to 1995. So another opportunity here to buy $20 gold below 2000 uh, just during the, the commercial break. What was that, a couple minutes? Uh, the Dow has lost a, a, another 100-plus points now, uh, almost down 600 <clears throat> points, uh, 29.4 in change. Uh, Jason, as the sell-off intensifying the, the U.K. 10-year note rose 26 basis points. Jason, that is absolute insanity. I mean, a, a bad day would be like uh, 10 basis points, 15 basis points. Uh, that's double the, that number. Yeah, Joe, it definitely has the feel that, uh, you know, the not hugest players in the markets are, are, are deciding, you know, the big players, not the huge players. It has the feel that they're, they're starting to empty out, Joe. So that's what it feels like. It feels like the big guys are getting out. The huge players are, are going to try to hold it up for a while, but this thing looks <laughs> – we've been watching it for a while, Joe. We've been prognosticating it's going to happen. It sure seems like it kind of in slow motion. It's just happening, and now it's moving a little faster today. It looks, yeah. you know, it looks, like, it looks like the 1,300-point drop we had last week. That's kind of what it looks like we're heading for today. Well, I hope he knock on wood there. That was a that was a five percent drop right now. Uh, the Dow is down two percent. Uh, you know, at uh, five hundred and eighty points to the downside. Uh, let's hope it doesn't get much worse than that. Uh, on a positive side, the, the Chinese are back into the gold markets. 
the number one gold consumer in the world, uh, totaled 166 tons in August. Uh, that's up 3% month to month. It's up 11% year over year. They say the number was very impressive, given the COVID resurgence and subsequent restrictions. Uh, but it looks like, uh, Jason, the Chinese are back in these gold markets again. Yeah, I don't know if they've ever exited, Joe. Maybe they slowed down on the purchasing, but uh, they're selling. Uh, uh, they've sold over a billion, a hundred billion in the U.S. Treasuries. They're gonna, well, they're gonna put that money somewhere, aren't they, Joe? <laughs> it looks like gold. Yeah, and I. It's just tough. It's tough watching this. Uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking about FedEx. Here's one of the things too that we haven't talked about: share buybacks which has been a very big part of this market. Obviously, when you have companies like FedEx uh, swinging the axe here, that that usually means, hey, maybe uh, maybe they're still going to buy back some stock, but they're not going to be buying it at the levels that they are, were accustomed to, uh, to them seeing. I think a lot of companies over the next, say, 90 to 120 days, Jason, are going to be cutting uh, their buybacks here. That's going to, I think, that's going to kind of further pressure uh, the equity markets here because that's a big part of the business. Well, yeah, yeah, so buybacks being cut back, depending on which company it is, those are some of the biggest players that keep this thing floating, Joe. So if you have some of the bigger companies, let's just say Walmart uh, or, or companies of that size, stop doing buybacks, That's this market will crash very quickly. That's a huge part of keeping it up, Joe. Yeah, the U.S. Department of Agriculture saying that uh, poor harvest this year uh, expected in the United States, uh, stressing that the current market expectation on global grains and oil seeds, uh, they're now saying that they're going to need two consecutive normal crop years to stabilize the markets. Uh, because this year's crop is going to be well below average, uh, 8% lower than the total amount last year, Jason. And that's uh, U.S. numbers. Yeah, 2022 is going to go down as quite the year, Joe. Uh, in 2020, we had coronavirus, and the whole world had this massive emergency. I mean, it was, it was in everybody's thoughts 24 hours a day. But quite frankly, the stuff that's going down in 2022 is much more severe. It's just, it's just, you know, coronavirus kind of sort of magically went away this year. I think the average person out there is thinking everything's better. But, but economically, this is far worse than 2020, Joe. This is, this is abysmal what's going on. Yeah, and, and, and here's the hard part, right? Higher rates, that's not good for farmers. Nope. That's not, that's not good for farmers. Uh, we already know energy fertilizer, right? Energy is like the primary thing in making fertilizer. It's the, one of the primary cost uh, fertilizer prices. Everybody knows when sky high. Uh, if we start losing some of this housing wealth and, and start losing some land wealth, uh, obviously the water problems, we haven't even talked about that. Right, the, the the issues with water in the Colorado River uh, and, and and the effect on harvest going forward into the future, uh, food inflation is one of these things that I thought I think a lot of people thought the worst is over, 
and that we'd be hitting a plateau, and now all of a sudden everyone's kind of saying, eh, I think they may be going higher. We're not there yet, right? We, we got more. We got higher prices to go before we get there. I, I agree with that, Joe. I, I, I do agree with that. But if you, if all these markets get crushed really significantly in the coming uh, weeks and months, uh, the, the, quite frankly, the, the way the, the uh, inflation goes down is because people can't buy anything, Joe. I mean, uh, the prices will drop if nobody can buy anything, and I think that's you know that, that's the Fed trying to attack inflation. They've they may have uh, they may be starting to get what they want, Joe. Maybe they get the inflation under control a little sooner because I know they prognosticate by next year. But getting it down to two and a half percent next year, Joe, if that's the destruction of all markets and all abilities for people to make money and 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 buy essentials, that's not really a, a cure to the problem, is it? U.S. twenty dollar liberties nineteen ninety five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jason and I are coming right back. Final segment of the week. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I got some good news. Uh, the Dow hasn't gotten worse, so uh, we survived a commercial break here. Uh, still down about five hundred and eighty points. The S and P's down seventy seven. The the Nasdaq's down two twenty. Uh, gold's now down twenty four. Uh, crude oil down almost five dollars. Uh, the latest on inflation. So Jason. You know, he's been saying, hey, let's not forget the inflation from 2021. Right? Let's not forget that. Well, apparently the latest data out, Americans would need to be making $11,500 more a year to have the same standard of living that they had in 2020. That doesn't count the rate hike we just got, right? So that's going to make it worse. But here's what they said. In 2020, the average American household spent $61,300. That would now cost them $72,900 just to stay where they were. Uh, and, and in certain states, Colorado being one of them, Arizona being another, Utah being another. But it's kind of funny. Those are three states that we're in. Uh, and those states, just in one year, you're looking at 11, right around the two-year average for all states, 11.5. Colorado's at 11.2. Uh, Utah's at 11. Arizona was at 10,800 for just one year, Jason. That's right. That's right. And really, the comparison should be to 2019 because uh, 2020 was was just not uh, a year that you can you can quantify in any kind of regular terms because not only did everything get shut down and stop for for a time uh, in early in the year, but then they started giving out all kinds of free money. So. Even in 2021, they give out some free money early in the year. So it's hard to compare to 2020 when really 2019 is what we got to be looking at. What were you spending to take, to take care of all of your expenses in 2019? That's really where it's at, Joe, because 2020 was a weird year, and then the inflation started in 2021. And it's, it's yeah, you have to earn a lot more money. I keep telling people when they uh, new people to gold that if you had $100,000 in the bank at the end of uh, 2020, and you still have that hundred thousand dollars in the bank today. You're looking at your account. So yeah, there's there's a hundred thousand dollars still there, but you're probably only going to be able to buy seventy thousand dollars worth of stuff that you could have bought in 2019 or 2020, Joe. 
That's how much the inflation's probably eaten away just in a two-year span, Joe. It's it's just it's incredible. Yeah, it, it it's it's scary because when you think about you know, let's face it, uh, what is it? Fifty-four percent of Americans make less than fifty thousand. And they're talking about uh, the need to be—you need to be able to spend seventy-three thousand uh, dollars. It really is a, a tough thing. Uh, Twenty-dollar gold, like I said, nineteen ninety-five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We've got new lows for the year uh, playing out on Wall Street here. Uh, we'll we'll see how it gets. The big news of today happened in the UK. Uh, where the U.K. government essentially just cried uncle uh, and handed out billions and billions and billions of dollars in giveaways while the central bank was trying to, to, to fight inflation and it's causing a, a currency crisis. I guess the good news is going to the U.K. is going to be a lot, less cheap, uh, a lot cheaper for Americans, at least for now. Pixel Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.